Hello and welcome to the Caring Instinct podcast, Understanding Our Children and Ourselves. We're your hosts, Joe and Olga. And today we'd like to talk about this idea in education and raising children and um, generally just thinking about human nature that is so core to our Western culture that uh, we've come to think of it as common sense. And yet it's an idea. It can be traced back to the people who introduced it. It's a theory and it is the behavioral approach. Hi, Joe. Hello. Hi. So do you know one thing I'm nerdy about? Go on. It's the series of mind and series of development. Which one? Series ones? of human nature, all of them. Well, all of them. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Do you know yeah. what? Yes. Uh, my husband's a philosophy graduate, and uh, he, I think he's feeling very, very lucky at the moment because I'm like, can you imagine how much philosophy affects our life? He's used to uh, thinking of his degree as the useless degree. Uh, this is anything but. Uh, this is very much still alive. So I'm going, I've got this book, The Series of Development by William Crane. And it starts with the ideas from John Locke from the 17th century. And it's crazy how alive they still are. So John Locke was 17th century. Yeah. 17th century. Yeah, okay. And he's very keen on a, a person of self-discipline and uh, reason above mm. all, especially a man, because a w- woman and child can be whatever yeah, yeah. they want, creatures of emotion, but a man. So shall I read you this bit? They're his thoughts, but it's not a direct quote. Go for it. The best rewards are praise and flattery, and the best punishment is disapproval. When children do well, we should compliment them, making them feel proud. When they do poorly, we should give them a cold glance, making them feel ashamed. Children are very sensitive to approval and disapproval, especially from from their parents and those on whom they depend. So we can use these reactions to instill rational and virtuous behavior. Mm, Quite a quote. What comes up for you when you hear that? scary um because he got it he got what makes us tick go on this is so powerful and so manipulative at the same time Mm. the thing that stands out for me in that is make them feel shame make or think it was making them feel ashamed they said in the quote and that that is the how that intention is so there from the very beginning I think when you see behavior, the behavioral development today, that shame isn't kind of talked about as much or it's kind of, maybe it's not mentioned as much, but it's, that is the intention to the, and what is shame? An emotion. The Above everything else, the behavior is is the goal and we just have to get to the behavior no matter what. Yes, the behavioral approach, the whole idea is uh, that we can control our behavior to create a good life for ourselves uh, and to become good Mm. because we're born blank like a tabula rasa but 
we can modify our behavior. Well, no, our behavior can be modified by rewards yeah. and punishments yeah. applied from above, yeah, from yeah. those in, in power, the parents and the teachers. And even if it's an, an act, like you, you hear people say, like, you know, act sensibly or act, act your age or, you know, act maturely. So even even when it's superficial, we even want the behavior to be very superficial. That's that's enough. As long as it shows on the outside. It's good. That's what that's what we want. And that there's some kind of turmoil, inner turmoil in that as well, because, you know, you could act the child could act uh maturely a five-year-old could act maturely but what what's going on for for them inside well maybe it's that shame maybe it's maybe it's something else and how do they cope with that yeah as long as, long as you say sorry and say thank you and share to live up you don't have to feel guilty to say sorry you don't have to feel grateful to say thank you or feel generous and kind to share as yeah. long as you act that yeah you're a good boy or a good good girl yeah and i like something that i'm reminded of as well with the work of gordon newfeld is that uh, he would say spirit over form is always much better to look for to to find to focus on as well and what that means to me is the form is the behavior so uh, if we're looking for form, we're looking for those an apology uh, once they've done something wrong or to make amends or that, you know, that we're looking for the act of the behaviours that we want. We're looking to see it uh, anyway, even superficially. But the spirit is the uh, is the kind of comes from within. So we just look for when the apology just comes naturally and, and, and go with it or when uh there's those feelings of that something's not right something's not worked or remorse or whatever it is and then we can go straight to the, the the very the very natural to feel that way and it just comes up if we find the spirit everything can just be opened up and explored and there's that invitation for everything to exist if we if we put our attention on the form it's constrictive it takes you away from children it's um you know, it creates acts and, and uh, there's a disconnection there and it makes parenting a lot harder. Yes. Oh, do, do you know, this is, this is uh, in a way, the forest I'm walking through uh, with my nearly seven-year-old because when he was small and we still um, were very much into this idea of spiritual reform of this um, unconditional parenting that uh, love should be a gift and if it's not a gift then it's not love so mm. a child never has to work for, uh, for love and approval and acceptance and that's how we've been raising him and that's we've never been into the oh good boy uh pleasing us making him please us um making him do things for like rewards or punish punishments really he doesn't even know um what it is <laughs> he learned about timeouts at school and now he's six and i'm starting to get scared oh his manners are not there yet are not there i think i forget the yet mm. oh my goodness he didn't say thank you 
when he took like sweets at Halloween from someone. Oh my goodness, he's he is not meant to be. He's still that wild child. And I know full well that he's a very kind person who is learning well learning is the wrong word who's feeling in his heart the sharing the generosity and all that but he doesn't do many of these uh, things that many children have been trained to do mm. so i have and a that question scares so what, me. what what happens when he doesn't say thank you when he's taking the halloween sweets go on what happens for you so now i will prompt him uh, i will prompt which is um i know what do you do what's happening inside you Oh, sorry. You know, What's happening yeah. inside of me is um, I'm afraid that A, I was not I was not enough as a parent. As a parent, I failed there. And it's again that idea that I didn't do it early enough, which means it won't happen, which is absolutely rubbish. Yeah. Um, so I can disagree with myself, but I still feel it. So I failed him as a parent. And that that's ultimate fear that he's not ready to live in this society that says thank you every 30 seconds yeah and that yeah. i am not i'm not enough i'm a failure as a parent how uh, uh, familiar is it for you this is um do you know what this is something i've been defending against the feeling very well so yeah. But it still creeps up. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, my um, curiosity, we don't need to get into that, is that it's nothing to do with him saying thank you or or whatever, but that's stuff coming up. That's your own stuff coming coming into it. And that's how it feel, everything feeds into the uh, behavioral approach as well. Because you have two options there, in the which are quite hard in the moment. You can notice those but i'm not good enough i'm not enough or i'm a bad parent however your relationship is with those or you can focus on the behavior and uh try and get it right and if you get the behavior right mm. this is not going to come up for you which one do you think is the easiest one to do oh well focus on the behavior but then focus on the behavior, it backfires yeah. it backfires but then we don't have to explore these beliefs Mm -hmm. which is why another reason why the behavior approach is so alluring to us as well because it can it takes us away from our all our own inner inner stuff inner work inner inner beliefs oh i see yeah what you're saying so doing the work of parenting in this behavioral approach through rewards and punishments when we mm -hmm. think oh i'm really teaching um, a child a lesson actually takes us away from the harder work the deeper work yeah and that's why parenting can be it's so triggering and um mm. you know it's like children are like mirrors as well to exactly in that very small just a tiny you know halloween walking around that happened people are watching it comes up you know, this belief about yourself comes up. Which, by the way, I always say when it's a belief, you know, doesn't mean it's true. Because when you say you believe something, in its essence, if if, if you ask me what the um, 
what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. I might say I believe it will be, uh, I believe it will rain. It's uh, more of an assumption or, or or you don't know it to be true. Whereas if, if you said, you know, what's going to happen if you pour water over your hand? And I said, oh, I believe it will get wet. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't match up. Why? And why is that? Because uh, when it's a belief, it's not actual knowledge. And these beliefs, they show up all the time in parenting. It's so hard, though, because I, like most of us, uh, generalize here, have been brought brought up to an extent in the behavioral approach. And it's so hard to stop yourself, to, to, to make that pause and to realize that I've got to dig deeper. Yeah. And uh, in the moment, you know, I'd say impossible a lot of the time and not something mm. that, uh, you know, needs to be done in the moment, but to just notice it like you're doing now, whenever it happened in last Halloween or whenever, or to look back on it as well is just as useful. And, you know, you, you always know that uh, nervous mum who said uh, the child's like, trick or treat, here are the sweetest. And I was like, what do you say now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's the fear, isn't it? And if the behavioural approach was, was uh, like many of us, so um, a part of your life as a child, then, be, then uh, what I'm really interested in, what does... Uh, when the behavior approach is the approach, what does what's the message that our children get? It's the message that behavior is the most important thing. Everything else, emotion, instinct, all these things are to be pushed down, perhaps, ignored, or maybe they're given space, but it's not they're not given as much the behavior is the focus. And we're living in a, in a depression in children is huge these days uh, anxiety is huge all these things are seem to be increasing and what does it mean to depress it means to push down and, and to push down emotion and instinct and and so the behavioral approach is kind of pushing our children into depression john locke the creator of liberal democracy and a giant mental health crisis yeah, yeah. of um uh centuries uh really and the idea is still there that we can ra we can rationalize our way out of it or do we um when we notice the uh you know depression is quite often the first thing we do is go okay we can teach we'll teach children how to uh, have good mental health or i wish uh, everything's about finding our way out rationally whereas really what i would be i'm curious about is giving that invitation for all those parts of us to to exist and be there and uh, the behavior cut fair enough my kids are only four and two so it's still early for me to see with them but I see it with in my work as a therapist and with with um children of what but those 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 virtues that behavior comes uh, just like going more like fruit on a tree it just comes over time it's not something that, that they need to learn. Yes. And back to the ideas, 
in a way, rewards and punishments. So John Locke went right there for the attachment figures. So the the teachers, the parents are are, are to rule uh, by manipulating the child into pride or shame. Yeah. Um, And in a way, rewards and punishments have since then a lot of the approach now is depersonalized. Yeah. So a star chart, a timeout, when we we are not anymore encouraged to say you're to send the message that you are not good enough to be loved. But it's so yeah, it's uh, a lot of it now is so, sort of a lighter approach. Yeah. And uh, it makes sense. It does make yeah. sense rationally. It makes complete sense, which is why it's it's hard to get your head around in a way because it makes sense to our heads. But the assumption is that the the emotion underneath that's driving the behavior, which it will be emotion, is like a nuisance. It doesn't need to be there or we can we can get rid of it or we can that's the assumption that it that it makes. And that's where it fails because our emotional brain uh, is far deeper than our rational brain. It came first and it's what underlies behavior. But yes, I'm curious what you said, rewards and punishments, make, they they just make sense because in a way they mimic yeah. how life works. Yeah. In a way, uh, you work hard. You know, my, my favorite expression is the harder you work, the luckier you get. You put in the work, you get a reward. You don't put in the work, well, you maybe don't get a punishment but you don't get the nice things that you would. And this is in part how our, our brain works, how a brain or a person who is uh, learning to ride a bike works. Oh, I steered that way and rode into a tree. Not right. Okay, I got some yeah. feedback now. I will correct that. So that was, but it wasn't a punishment. It was sort of a natural consequence. Okay, so we will recalibrate and do a different thing. Oh, yeah, that what is the result so this is how the brain works but when these rewards and punishments are artificial are imposed that is a different story isn't it and personally i don't think there's anything wrong with rewards as well it's i think you know to share moments with 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 your children people that we're close to is and you know like celebrate is great but the the thing where it I'm interested. Is it is it is that the work? Is that what's the? Is it um, how we're trying to shape the behavior? That's the what's the intention of it? Is uh, the important thing for me? Not uh, so. I think it's great to. I think um, Gordon says uh, as well. Puts it nicely when he talks about it being the dessert. Uh, oh yes. In the, when when we're eating, it's fine if it's the reward is like a dessert. You've had your you've had your your main meal and you're you're nourished and and it's great to be able but to notice if it's not the if it's something that's if it's the if it's the main meal if that's the if it's the focus is to get to the reward or uh, the work of the reward is to get the behavioural stuff. That's where I'm not with it. Mm. And this is, uh, I think I told you, this This is what I love about human beings um, is that we don't 
um, we won't be reduced to that. We can do it for a while, especially if we are very immature, but we won't be reduced to the uh, to the whole rewards and punishments only being loved for uh, being a certain way. We will rebel sooner or later. A little child uh, who for whom you've constructed this absolutely logical system, just do this and you will be my good boy, my good girl. You will get rewarded, you will get a sticker. And if you do the opposite, you will get a timeout. How difficult is that? Just do these things and you will be rewarded. And the child goes, no, no, this is not... This is not what I'm after. Yeah. We are ultimately after um, being accepted as our authentic selves. Well, not every child rebels. Uh, lots of child, uh, lots of children, of course, don't. Lots of that children is, go for it. Lots of children uh, go for it. Yeah. And then they, but they might rebel later as teenagers or as adults. They will rebel later or... Uh, or not, but they won't be happy and live authentic mm. lives if they don't. And it's and, and when that rebellion comes, it's the it's the same emotion that's moving it. It will come in frustration, or it will come in uh, uh, anxiety, or 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 it will come in uh, in different form. But that that emotion, and then we have. Uh, to connect to the children that rebel or the adults that rebel, we have to give the invitation for that emotion to be there then and, and connect on that level. But it's much harder. It much easier much if harder. we do it when they're four. Much easier to start with it, yeah, to lead with it. Yeah, because it's going to come out, it's going gonna, it's gonna to move them at some point for most people, unless they're very good at uh, depressed depression. And then it comes out in in the form of depression. Okay. Okay. Thank you for uh, listening to our, our podcast. I think it's our third one. Now we went a bit, uh, we went to some personal places there and behavioralism, but it's very, yeah, I love talking about that. And um, we're setting up a group called the caring instinct. It's a support group for parents to find out more, check on the link below we have uh we're on facebook i think you put us on instagram didn't you i did we're on instagram and can... we are on every is that a follow or a like that's a for... that's a like that's a like and facebook is a like as well if you can do those things and um come and check us out on the website and thank you for listening